0: Hello and welcome to the thirty-fourth episode of Mayan Mondays. Today we feature the final installment of My Sevillanos, which we're including as part of our sub-series, Disappearing Worlds. In this series, we'll be sharing the stories of people and things that are being lost due to gentrification, climate change, cultural shifts, or simply, time. In this episode, I speak with Carmen Ballester, a native of Seville who tells us of the losses she laments in her city and her hopes for the future. I am here today with my good friend, Carmen, and thank you so much for joining me. Hello.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Can you tell us first a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I'm now retired, but I've done lots of things. Mm-hmm. I've been an English teacher, I've, been, I've translated, I've been an interpreter, I've been a driver, I've mm-hmm. sold martinis in the <laughs> supermarket. I've done lots of odd jobs but mainly I've been working with English all my life. And when we talk about what we miss most, I must say is the people. Mm. Because when I got to this neighborhood years ago, this neighborhood had uh, its original people. There were gypsy families, poor people, people who lived like in blocks which were shared by by many families. Mm. So there were people who were basically poor, but they supported one another so that if a woman had a bad husband who beat her up or if she became a widow, the rest of the families, they would bring her food, they would look after their babies, they would Mm -hmm. take them to school. And these people who were very noisy and sometimes they had rows Mm -hmm. and whose kids sometimes became addicted to drugs and these things, and you know, they had the problems, but they also had their greatness, you know? Yeah. And it was that they were part of the heart of this neighborhood. And they have disappeared, because mm-hmm. um, due to this... Uh, well, our neighborhood, as you must know, was the prostitutes' area before. Mm-hmm. So there were lots of, it was all about flamenco, gypsies and also really left-wing people because mm-hmm. here during the war they fought against Franco and yeah. they had barricades and everything. So this neighborhood was a conflictive one and they realized in the 70s or so, 80s, that this was a mine because it's just next to the cathedral, next to the river, at the heart of the city. So. They started selling, uh, sending out all the people who belonged here, who weren't owner, owners of their homes. Mm-hmm. They send them to the outskirts. Sometimes they gave them homes or some money, whatever. And so now in this neighborhood, is like an artificial neighborhood because in a way it's great because we got lots of gay couples, we've got foreigners, we've got this diversity, which I love. But on the other hand it's very sad because all the people who really belonged here only come to visit Mm -hmm. and you recognize them. When there is flamenco and suddenly you hear someone singing really well and you say, this is a boy who used to live in this neighborhood. Mm. And now they live in the outskirts and they come here to see how all the foreigners have a great time here. Mm -hmm. But they can afford, all they can afford in the neighborhood is to have a few drinks. But they cannot afford a house. So that's one of the things I miss most about the neighborhoods. Yeah. Then, another thing I miss when we were little, now talking about Seville, there were very few cars. So the air was clean, As mm-hmm. kids could play in the streets. We used to be out all day. When we left school, we could be playing in the streets, and there was no danger. So there were many less cars, and there were some shops that are not here anymore. Now we have these big chains, and everything belongs to a corporative business. But then, in old times, we had little shops. They were not supermarkets. And there were these shops called ultramarinos where you could buy more or less what you have in a supermarket. But, you know, like everything you bought, if you bought lentils, you brought your pot with you and they would put the lentils in that pot. If you bought milk, you had your container. So it was much more ecological. Mm -hmm. We didn't use so much plastic, so much paper, sometimes paper, but... Mainly, we had our own containers, and we just filled them up with things. That was quite nice, too. And <coughs> another thing that's very different is um, the, the needs we have, you know. When we were younger, we didn't consume much. We ate, we ate well, you know, first course, second course. We ate all right. But we didn't need to have so many clothes, so many shoes. We may have a couple of uh, pairs of shoes, maybe a a skirt and a a dress, but we didn't need so many things as we do now, which is quite a nice thing too. Mm -hmm. And, well, there are some shops like drugstores, which are disappearing completely. And then there were lots of shops for women to buy thread and uh, scissors and things to sew and to do manual work, which now people don't do. On the contrary, there is also a change now where you have shops within half not then, where people can buy things already cooked for them, which in mm-hmm. old times nobody could even dream of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people used to cook. Now, people are always starving and always hanging out on restaurants, mm-hmm. eating whatever they give them because they don't want to cook. Maybe because they don't have the time or the energy because now women work in the, in the street, you know? So, mm-hmm. in old times, women were at home so they could spend time cooking. So, that all has changed. Another thing has that has changed is uh, the, the immigration has changed the city a lot for good and for bad. For bad because we used to have virgin beaches and beautiful landscapes and now they're polluted, they're full of houses, they but for good because they bring their cultures, their different foods, different people, different colors, which is quite nice in a city.
0: I I think the issue of immigration, it's an interesting one because it's in Seville, you you do notice a lot of uh, foreigners, there have a lot of tourists have come in, but Seville itself, there's still, I mean, you hear Spanish spoken everywhere, it still feels very much like its own place. I just spent uh, the weekend, last weekend, in Lagos, Portugal, and it's a small town, and so of course it's more easily overrun, but it was just almost entirely dedicated to tourism. I hardly heard Portuguese spoken at all, and there were a lot of the people who lived there were English, and I have a cousin, one of my cousins from Venezuela who lives in Malaga, and she took me to a beach, and almost everyone there was English. There was, I mean, it's really like there's entire towns now that are yes. um, expatriates. And, that's
1: right. Yeah, And that's why I think people put the focus on the wrong place, because they always blame the immigration. That's to say the poor people who come mm. here, like the Africans so people from Latin America. But really, the big danger here are not the poor people. Mm-hmm. It's the rich people. Mm. If you go to Cadiz, all Zara is on much of it, is owned by German people who used mm. to be Nazis. <laughs> and wow. they have bought the whole coast. Wow. People don't worry about them. They worry about the ones who come on a boat with no yeah. money. And yeah. they are not going to cause you any harm while many rich people from Europe, mafias from Italy, from Germany, from England, they are coming here and buying all the coast. And I would worry more about these people than mm. about the people whose countries we've ransack and they have yeah. to come to us for a little help, you know. Yeah. They're not the real danger.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. And it's it's something people just People don't have any idea about you know, especially you know where where I'm from from the states. It's the same thing where we don't have rich foreigners coming in and taking over entire areas the same way that you do here in Spain or they do in Portugal or and assuming other in Greece Italy. yeah same. Um, we do have a lot of poor immigrants who are coming in and they get blamed for everything. But what a lot of Americans don't understand is that there's entire communities of Americans that have taken over in Mexico and pushed people out and, and I mean, just
1: really exactly. ruined...
0: Ruined lives and areas and and yes. yeah, they come to our country and get blamed for everything and that
1: affects people a lot It affects them positively because mm. they get work, which mm. we lack works here yeah. jobs So it's good because they create jobs, but on the other hand uh, uh, I can tell you about villages in Cadiz where people from the village could afford a house and since the foreigners came in the seventies, started buying houses, selling them much more expensive. Now, people in their own village cannot afford a house in their own town, mm-hmm. which is which creates a, a sense of hatred towards foreigners. You know, yeah, because uh, it makes life really difficult for the people who live there. And this, they see their their hometown owned by foreigners while they don't have home to to be in you know that creates a lot of racism yeah. that should be controlled mm-hmm. i mean i don't say people shouldn't be able to buy houses but i think they should give priorities to the people who live in the town yeah. and give them at least somewhere to live uh, yeah. at a decent price yeah related to how much they earned.
0: yeah mm. yeah and the same thing is happening in the centerness excuse me, the same thing is happening in the center here in Seville in a slightly different way. I have a friend who lives um, just uh, close by here on San Luis, and she lives in a wonderful building Mm. that hasn't been, you know, it's one of those kinds that you don't see too much here in Seville anymore. It's still and the neighbors all knew each other, and it it was a nice, you know, it was a really nice spot, and just recently they've all been kicked out, and they're going to turn it into tourist accommodation. And so the same thing, where you have, you know, you you want (laughs) to cater to tourists, but the the whole reason that people come here is because of the feeling that you get, and if you kick out all the people who are from here, that feeling is going to die. You lose the soul and the spirit
1: of the city. That's another contradiction. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, we really need people to come because we depend on tourism a lot. Mm-hmm. And our government hasn't invested in factories or other types of uh, income for the people. But uh, the problem is that <laughs> if if people come to my house, as, for example, I rent rooms yeah. because I have a small pension, so I rent... And I rent, but I don't change the block. I don't change anything. Instead of having my children, I have two people Mm -hmm. who stay here and they live in the neighborhood. They shop, they buy here. They get to know the neighbors. They can share with us. That's okay. But if all all our block, all the people from the block left Mm -hmm. and we had only tourists here, and that happens with all the blocks, at the end, this won't be... This one have anything to do with Sevilla, what it used to be? Mm-hmm. It, it will just be, you know, as if we were in England or anywhere else, except for the weather. Yeah. So I think it's okay to have tourism, but you have to be careful, you know. Like you can't build like they are doing, building hotels, golf camps in a place in a place where there is no water. You cannot have a golf. Uh,
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, a golf. How do you say golf? Un campo de golf. Uh,
0: A golf course. Yeah, Yeah. you can't have
1: golf courses and great hotels in the middle of a natural park (laughs) because (laughs) then uh, what people come here to enjoy and appreciate will be destroyed by the own people who want to to live Mm -hmm. it. So we have to be very careful, and I'm. And I'm all pro, I mean, I feel the world doesn't, I mean, Sevilla doesn't belong to me. I I hate people who say, go away, this is my country, Mm -hmm. because I don't feel this is my country, I belong to this country. But the country doesn't belong to me. But still... um, I think we should be able to share, but we should respect the, you know, the nature, we should respect the culture of the people. Yeah. And on the other hand, I have something to say terrible about us from Sevilla. Yeah. A very sad thing here is that, okay, we defend tradition. And inside tradition, we, for tradition, we, we mean bull, uh, bullfighting, holy week, fair, well, that's okay. Personally, I don't like bullfighting. I, I like mm-hmm. animals. I don't like them to suffer. Mm-hmm. But I think we've limited ourselves too much to to this tradition. Holy Week, for example. This holds people back. We could have art fairs. Mm-hmm. We could have culture, a, a culture boom, like it's happening in, in Malaga. They've opted mm-hmm. for... Doing lots of cultural activities and that. But here in Seville, we focus too much on Hollywood, on bullfighting, on all traditions that I think, okay, they bring money into the city, but they also, I mean, people with Hollywood and football, they are so obsessed, mm-hmm. they don't have time for anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that holds us back. Yeah. I think religion always holds us back. And I wish it wasn't like that. I mm-hmm. wish people would be, you know, more open. Religion only brings death and destruction mm-hmm. and uh, competition. So I wish we were a little less religion and uh, religious and a bit more human.
0: Mm. That's a wonderful sentiment. I think we... That's a great sentiment to end on, so... Thank you so much, Carmen, You're for, for thank you doing this. It's been a really fantastic conversation. Yeah. Had Thanks some really so insightful things.
1: I to it say. Okay.
0: Yeah, of course I will. Thank you. thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next Monday. Tune in.